0: Clubhouse bonus episode, supporting teachers and burnout. I'm Amber Harper from the Burned In Teacher Podcast and a part of the Education
1: Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually
0: owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hey, elite educators, it's Gretchen here from Always a Lesson. I'm popping in here with a super exciting bonus episode. I have been leading chats on the Clubhouse app, which is an audio conversation platform for months now. I created the Instructional Coaching Club on Clubhouse, and I lead those chats Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. So I sure hope you join us. But if not, drumroll please. You can catch the replay right here. How cool is that? This is a new feature Clubhouse has rolled out, so the past chats we've held are not recorded. It's such a bummer. However, going forward, I will be sharing the replay with you here. Even more professional support for you on your edu leadership journey. So let's dive into the convo. Well, hey, Jen, Melissa, Fanti, always here. Love to see you. So Heather and I were talking about, you know, what's timely, what's going to be really helpful to support teacher leaders right now. And Heather, walk us through before you, you know, quickly introduce yourself and then tell us why you thought this would be really helpful. Um, Introductions first, right? Is that what you said? Yes, let's do that.
1: Okay. Um, So I am the statewide clinical practice uh, coordinator for National University here in um, California. Um, we're the we are the biggest um credentialing like higher education body in california, and um one of the thing that i'm one of the things that I'm really noticing is just the burnout level of our teacher candidates before they even get to <laughs> before they even get to their teaching context and um it's something that's been kind of weighing heavy on my heart because working in teacher education, you're so focused on getting them credentialed, but once they're in the classroom um if they're not staying there, then what what are we doing? You know, right? Like, what 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 can we do to either support them on that end or support them before they even get there? Um, and so that's why I've been kind of focusing on teacher burnout, specifically around the, the COVID pandemic. I know teacher burnout is, is is always an issue. It's been an issue, you know, since I've been since I was a teacher. And um, but I think right now it's kind of reached new levels. Um, and so it's it's even there's even more attention on it, I
0: I think. I 100% agree. And I think one thing that we do a disservice, especially right now, is when we're asking folks to do more, we're not helping them navigate how to actually make that happen, meaning we're not helping them logistically figure out how to even hold up the plate that's got tons and tons of stuff on it. And so they're left making the choice to decide, Do I say yes? Do I say no? Do I quit my job? Do I hang in there? And that's not even the question that should be on the table. The question should be, okay, I was asked to do X. So that means I'm going to pass on Y. I'm going to say the deadline is moved or can someone, you know, pass the baton. Can someone else take over this other task I was working on or help me figure out a game plan for how to prioritize these things? And so, when I'm working with teacher leaders, I'm telling them, hey, we can't just keep giving them things to do, even if it's a top down and we can't help that. We have to be able to help them learn to manage it. And when they learn to manage it better, then we didn't don't even get into the different versions of burnout. And so what I also want to focus that prevention, you know, part of discussion, but also once they're already in that point, then what? Because then you've got the teachers who give up. They're starting to become absent all the time. They aren't putting their lesson plans together. They are thinking about other jobs. And these are really talented folks, and we need them in the educational system, whether they stay in the classroom or they have another job in education. And so before we even get to that point where they are like, I am out, um, I need to take a leave of absence or I just need a different career choice what is it that we can start thinking of doing and some teacher leaders tell me i feel like i i don't have uh the say so i feel like there's not much i can do and that's just not true there are things that you can do um in your role so heather what is something that you have found helpful to support teachers and
1: well i think first at least when i'm talking to um my teacher friends and colleagues in the field, I think the first thing is to acknowledge that we we are operating in teaching um, in very specific circumstances and kind of unprecedented times. I think one of the things that I keep on hearing is that everybody just wants to pretend like it's business as usual. And I think part of the part of the um, the weight of teaching right now, is that it, it's, it hasn't really been acknowledged, at least in, in my circles and the, the, you know, the, the, um, the teachers that I'm interacting with, that things are different now and that there's there's extra, you know, they're being called to do different things. Um, students are coming to their classrooms with different needs and that really isn't being acknowledged. Um, I feel like first and foremost is to acknowledge that we are asking you to do more than we ha- you know, just acknowledging the, the circumstances that we're finding ourselves in. I think that's the first one um i think second what i'm kind of discovering and, and learning about is more about the triggers that each teacher brings to the classroom and each each um kind of unique stressors that each teacher has as they interact with their students and um the expectations are put on them in the classroom um and so i'm finding that there is there's value in um first identifying what are the specific things that are really you know, unique to you and your experience and are, are the things that are kind of um, putting you at your tipping point and then your, your tipping point. And then what are some strategies that you can do personally um, that will address those issues? Does that make sense, Gresham?
0: Yep. And I think that's a personalized approach because sometimes we think we're helping them by giving them strategies And then other times we're getting the feedback that that doesn't work for their circumstance or, well, that might work for Mm -hmm. you, but that doesn't work for me. So Mm -hmm. it's helpful that, you know, you mentioned that we it's a partnership. We as teacher leaders Mm -hmm. are helping them brainstorm. What will this look like for you? Here are some things you could think about and make them your own or you and I can start from scratch and decide what will this look like for you?
1: Yeah. Like what, what do you need? How can I support you? What do you need from me to address these things that are happening in the classroom for you? Or, you know, um, I just think that's, that's really key instead of, I mean, the other, I mean, the other thing too, Gretchen, I'm sure you're well aware of this is our, our admin is really struggling. So it's hard for, um, I think in, in some cases it's hard for them to be really supportive is because they're also trying to solve bigger problems and deal with, the issues that our students are facing. And um, but I, I think that as as leaders, you know, instructional coaches and admin, a part of that responsibility is kind of being a good model, being compassionate, being open to and receptive to the needs of your teachers and, and kind of unpacking that with them um, and have instead of having a more, you know, um, top-down approach like you had mentioned.
0: Yeah, and uh, to back up a little bit, to something we can implement immediately <laughs> is just talking about it, making it normal to talk about the stress. And I don't mean surface level like, hey, how are you? And everyone's like, good. Or maybe you even feel comfortable enough to say like, not a good day. And then we leave it at that. Like, Our work is so much more impactful when we dig in and you don't have to get too personal, but you can say, really, I'm sorry that today is not the greatest day. How can I help? What can I take off your plate? Uh, What do you need from me? how can I support you? And sometimes they'll say, there's nothing you can do, but thank you for just offering. And you think to yourself, gosh, I'm really not helping them, but giving them a safe place to to be honest about what they're feeling. And then knowing that, hey, they're willing to help me if I like absolutely cannot do this myself today. And that might be enough to get through the rough patch of the hour or the day or the week. And then when you have a more formal conversation with your teachers, they might say, okay, like, I'm just really not making it, what are we gonna do? And that's when you can have more of a plan and we can talk about that in a minute, but I think just that step one is creating the environment where people can even be honest with themselves about where they are in burnout and um, how to get out of it or, or how they're feeling. And if you guys don't know Amber Harper, a burned in teacher, she really helps teachers work through the different phases of burnout. It's not that you're either burnt out or you're not. There is all this gray space in between where you could be and you can dip in and out of the levels and you can dip into burnout one day and come back out. And it's important to just be self-aware of where you are. That way, when someone comes up to help you, like all of us are doing, you can say, I am here. Like I'm stuck at this level, I'm stuck at this place. I'm gonna name it and be honest about it so that you know okay this is what i'm dealing with and maybe we can move to step two which heather you mentioned a little bit before about triggers like really knowing what what set you off and sometimes they you know there's that phrase the straw that broke the camel's back so it's not that there aren't numerous things. However, which was the thing that really set everything in motion, it doesn't necessarily have to be the most recent thing that happened to you. But is there something that threw the whole day off or the whole week off or your whole year? Or what is really at the root of the problem? And if we can stop putting band aids on all the things that happen after that, that's where you really start to feel the relief is when you really get to the part that is just bleeding so badly. Oh my gosh, Gresham, you
1: just said so many things right there in that last piece. Um, I think that I think you're totally, you really hit some things, some really important key points there. One of the things that you said was like, be like the different layers of burnout. I think that's so key because I remember when I left the classroom. Um, looking back on it, I would say that I was burnout, but I, I don't think I would even have acknowledged that when I was when I left the classroom. I just remember feeling like this sense of exhaustion. Um, and I think what's happening with, with um, our teachers today is they don't, you're right, they don't understand the different levels and they don't have language to talk about what's going on and they haven't been able to identify it. And if you can't identify it, then you can't really address it in your own your own professional um, kind of life. Um, and so, I don't know, I think that's what you just spoke about right, no, right now is just really important.
0: Yeah. And so as you're thinking about this last week going to, to break or obviously January coming back, hopefully people are rested and their mindset is right. But let's just not assume it's going to stay there. Let's assume people are going to come back still not at 100 um, or that they're going to come back great and then they're going to slip back to it. So what do you do? What do you do when someone's on the verge of burnout? What do you do when someone's already burned out, but you know that they're great? Um, sometimes you might even have to suggest, like I was talking before that leave of absence. And as much as that hurts in the moment, if that keeps someone longevity wise, meaning you're taking a short break, but you're here many years after that, because like, you know, we've heard of sabbaticals in education it's because of that, because you get so in the mud and muck. So, you know, my principal has always said, hey, Vanessa, hey, Louie, has said in the past, change grade levels, change schools, try and find a different leader, try and, and find a different demographic of kids. And sometimes when you shake up your life like that, it allows you to get excited and reignited. It challenges you in a way you're learning new skills that you didn't have before. And that can be exciting. So if someone can't do those things, maybe they try a different after-school job, or maybe they drive a new route to work. Maybe they play different music. Maybe they have someone pick out their outfit for the next day instead of something they pick, or maybe they change up their morning routine. And you might think these things are silly, but they are things that we can control. They are things that we can change to bring excitement into our day. And sometimes that is enough to distract the brain from the ho-hum and from this repeated track of negativity to the point that they said, well, this actually added a little joy to my day. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to give a little extra effort. I'm willing to solve problems where before my mind was so muddled in stress, I couldn't even see through it. But some of these little things have really made me happy. And and I know partnering teachers up with other buddies in the room Uh, or sorry, in the school building or across the district has really been helpful to have not just an accountability person, but someone who gets it, who can vent to, who's a trusted ally. And so whenever I'm talking with someone who's in burnout, that's the first thing I say is, who do you have in your corner? And how can we leverage those relationships to support you right now? Do you have someone you can call on your way to work in the morning? Do you have someone that you can chat all night with? Do you have someone you could walk the track with after work? Do you have someone who you can write little notes to and leave it in their teacher box? Like all these are different ways to uh, feel support and feel loved and feel valued when you might not be feeling those things.
1: No, I totally agree to Gretchen. I think there's several things, little things that you can do throughout your day that can really change your mindset. Um, I think what happens is teachers kind of get in this rut and they, they can't see outside of their feelings of overwhelm and exhaustion. Um, but I think there's things that they can do there that, that, that are not going to take a lot of time, you know, having, a being really clear on your, being really clear on your purpose in the morning when you, you know, get, get in the car and drive to work, think about why, why, why did you first choose the teaching profession? What do you still, what, what still brings interest to what you're doing in the classroom? Um, what are some things that, you know, just kind of reflecting on what are some things that might um, happen in the classroom or in your interactions that are going to bring you additional stress? How are you going to react to those? Like setting themselves up for success and to, and to as you said, provide them some sense of a control over what's happening to them is really going to allow them to kind of change their, their mindset. Instead of things happening to them, it's them, it's them thinking, okay, this These things, this series of things might happen. How am I going to react to it in a positive way? How am I going to get through them? Um, And so I think those things are really important.
0: Yeah. When you're talking about remembering your why, sometimes I say to folks, okay, there might be a different reason why you became an educator. Let's go to a moment of time, like in your beginning of the year, your first year, where you were just so excited to show up to work maybe that moment and that energy will bring you back. Cause sometimes the, the whole remind your why, they feel like oh, I've done this a million times. So it's pretty much <laughs> the same question, but it's just worded a different way to make like, them feel like, oh, this is just yeah. a new way to think about like just everything that was ahead of you in your future. And that excitement is enough to kind of snap you out of it. But I will tell you there's two things that are gonna make someone successful in getting out of burnout or avoiding it or turning around, and it's willingness and it's work. And I think a lot of times folks feel like they did this to me, this, the school system did this to me, my, my school itself did this to me, the parents did this, the kids did this, it's all these other people that did this to me, and so they have to fix it. And those are the ones that stay in burnout and they remain in burnout because they're not willing to say, even if someone did something to me, I still am in control of what I do about it. And I'm not saying you can't be frustrated or sad or in a rut because I have been all those things, But I also said, okay, what do I do about this? Who do I go to for help? What are the strategies I'm gonna employ to help me cope, to find more balance, to get that buddy so that I can work my way slowly out of this burnout that I'm in and change my situation and my perspective. And that requires work. And so when you're having these conversations with teachers, ask them, are y'all ready to do the work? I mean, I can sit here and name 700 strategies, not really, but you get the point, of yeah. how to how to think through the problem you're in and get out of it. But if you're not willing to do, take one of them and do it, well, then we're gonna be right back here next week when we have the same conference, right? So um, yeah. when you're having these conversations, of course, you want to be supportive and a listening ear and you wanna be a resource, but we also have to hold their feet to the fire and say, do you wanna stay here? Do you wanna keep feeling like this? And I doubt anyone's gonna say like, yeah, I enjoy this. <laughs> you know, they're gonna be like, no, I'm desperate. I'm ready to do anything. And then you'll have to say, are you really ready to do it though? Like you might think you're you're willing to give it everything you've got, but remember you're at empty. Like you don't have a lot to give. So you might really need a lot of pushing to work your way back. And it might be that you go and sub in a different grade level for the day and someone else comes in your room and you get a fresh perspective. like, thank God I don't teach kindergartners. I couldn't do it. Or wow, I really loved it. Maybe I want to change grade levels. Or, you know, there are a lot of things within your day that if someone knew like your principal or your coach, that they could help you pick a strategy that could really have the impact. And then pass it to you to say okay go do it i am right here we're gonna be there together but i need you to step up to the plate and do it and i think that's harsh it's a little tough love but i truly think that is what keeps people either in burnout or the ones that actually get out and lead a fulfilling career
1: oh my gosh gretchen i think you're totally right about that they have to be willing to put in the work and i think once they realize that it's not an, it's not an overhaul you know We're not asking them to totally change, um, you know, to incorporate these huge things into their lives, but there's small little things that they can do throughout their day. Um, And just having the support of their principal, their admin and their other colleagues. I think the idea that you mentioned, um, like a buddy, an accountability buddy, you're just someone else that you know at your school and the district district that you can touch base with about some of the struggles that you're having. I think that is so important. Um, I think right now teachers are feeling isolated, even more so than than normal i think that you know the co just the covid pandemic and different things that are happening in terms of masking and keeping people separate has really exasperated the issue um so yeah i just in, in you know any way you can keep that social aspect in there is important
0: yeah when we're when we worked backwards at the beginning and said okay let's talk about it with them first and that could be in a pd at the beginning of your plcs uh, in your coaching debriefs and your coaching cycles, it might even be helpful for it to be anonymous conversation. <laughs> you might say, like, what does that mean? Well, maybe you get a box and you give everyone index cards, and when you meet together, it's your vent. Maybe it's the burnout box. That would be perfect burnout box. Um, and they can just write yeah. everything that is keeping them stuck in this phase of burnout, and they write it on the card and they put it in the box. Similar to the idea of like writing these things you want to get rid of and throwing it in a bonfire or something it's a it's a physical exercise to trick your brain into being like it's gone like i am releasing this from holding me captive and i can be present in this meeting and i can focus on other things in this meeting and i can get excited about teaching again because i'm no longer thinking about whatever's on that card and then they can trash them they can keep them or can remain in the box and i think us allowing them time and space, whether they want to journal it, or they want to have a venting session about it, or they want to write it in the box. It's short and sweet. But it's at every opportunity that we're together until folks finally say like, I don't think I need the five minutes of burnout discussion today. Like I think I'm good. Um, And that's how you know, they have learned to manage it. So what do you think about that, Heather? I love
1: the burnout, burnout back, um, box idea. I think, I think it would be a great idea. I think the act of actually writing things down is actually a really powerful act. It does, there's something about it that allows you to release it from, like you said, releasing it from um, captivity in your mind. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a, great, a great way to kind of get something off your chest so that you can maybe approach some other um, you know, issue of importance that you're trying to, trying to address.
0: And I think as we're talking about supporting teachers and burnout, you have to know who is feeling these feelings and where are they on that scale. So if you have a teacher roster uh, and pencil, if you want to, you can start writing down like who's on alert for you. Who do you already know is getting sucked into that dimension and you need to check in on them daily, maybe hourly and ensure that they are feeling uplifted and supported and ready to go and who is who's doing fine maybe you can use them as an ally to come in and be that buddy or anonymous support that leaves them little notes and goodies in their box or or whatever but i think it's essential that we figure out who are we working with and how are we going to support them and what are the different ways to do that so you know to give just a quick recap of what we've mentioned making that environment an opportunity for folks to even have the conversation, allow them to really think through the dominoes of triggers and not just work on the most recent, but actually go to the root. And then what are the strategies that together make sense for you? Because Heather, you even mentioned being personalized that approach it can't just be this is what i heard someone else do or this is what worked for me it has to really fit their situation their personality their struggles and then i think you're really going to be able to support teachers in burnout
1: no i love how you just summarized those three things i think those are um those are perfect i think what i'm trying to do and um some of the teacher leader stuff that i'm doing is Um, the people that kind of share the same triggers kind of talk about how giving them space to talk about how they're addressing them, um, in their professional life, but then also giving them, them an opportunity to meet with people that don't have those triggers and maybe providing, um, them with some perspective in terms of why aren't those triggers for them, or maybe unpacking that a little bit with them so that you're having them kind of think a little bit outside the box and just thinking about, um, you know, someone and maybe relating to someone that has a different perspective than than them. So so true.
0: Hey, Antoinetta. Yeah, I was even thinking as you were saying that it reminds me of the mastermind I do with teacher leaders because everyone comes in with a different struggle and everyone comes in with different experiences. And what makes a mastermind work is, hey, you're struggling with this. I'm not. Here's what I think might work. And you get someone with a different perspective. And then the relationship is two way because the person who's struggling in one area is actually strong in another area. And so together right. you create this no. strength. And so going back to that first point of talking about it, if everyone is willing to just name what the thing is, then they're able to say, oh, well, you're actually really great. in, in this like, how can I be more like that? What are some things you do naturally that you don't even realize you do? And how can I do that? And I think it makes everyone feel human realizing, oh, okay, everyone's struggling with something, even though it's different. I feel good knowing like, I'm not this weird person who's just really frustrated and stuck in burnout. There are all these different things that are, are heading that way. And you kind of build this camaraderie in this group of we're going to get out of this together. And you're motivated to hold each other accountable.
1: I know, I think that's a great point. I think yeah, I think teachers, like I said, I think they are feeling a little bit isolated in their own struggle. And I think if we can um, open that a little bit and give them opportunities, opportunities to talk um, across grade levels across um, across the school, we would really, you know, they would really benefit from that, and our our school system would too.
0: And I think it's also important to let them know that we can't just keep blaming burnout on COVID. I mean, that is certainly part of the puzzle pieces uh and it may or may not be going away you know we just don't know so i don't want people to feel like oh i can just make it through this year it's it's going to get better and it might but i think some of the things that we're seeing are exacerbated because of covid 19 and all the precautions being taken and the teacher shortages because of that and on and on it goes that it's important that we don't just say it's going to work itself out we have to be willing to do stuff to try and see if we can manage it better or make it better and not just hope and pray that oh finally the christmas break is going to heal all and summer break is going to be better and next year is going to be so much better. you know we can't just keep throwing that arrow prayer up there begging it to work
1: you know you're right we're looking for uh, sustainability over the long term Gretchen, right? I mean, you have, to, you have to start incorporating these kinds of strategies into your professional life right now so that you can continue to be in teaching past COVID, past your 10th year, your 15th year. Um, because these are the kinds of things that you need to have in place t- to really make it, I think, throughout your professional career. And you have to be willing to, like you said, do the work, being open to those things.
0: And I'm glad you said sustainability because it's not just an education. Don't think that the grass is just greener somewhere else. I mean, it truly, you're going to find burnout in any profession. What you're learning to do is recognize these things in yourself and -hmm. in your environment and in the leaders who lead you. So you can pick better professions that fit your needs or you can pick a better profession grade level or or a school system or what have you the more you get to know you and what makes you really effective and the things that really bring you down when you start knowing that yourself that deeply you can find a better match but there are things you can do in the meantime uh, before that opportunity arises and so it's not just if you want to stay in education and avoid burnout these are the things you do like these are Life skills, and the better you get at them, you teach your kids in your class to manage their own burnout and stress and anxiety, and on and on it goes. It's the gift that keeps giving. If you're willing to figure it out in yourself, share your story, be open and honest, and have those buddies and have those conversations, you really can help so many more people than you realize.
1: No, I agree with that too. I think modeling the behaviors, you know, including your students in it, having them do do them with you, you know, mindfulness exercises, deep breathing. Everyone needs that right now. Um, you know, being good models for your kids, exactly like you like you said, Gretchen. And and it is, I'm finding that too in my own personal life. It is so ironic that now that I'm working in higher education, I'm experiencing some of the same things I experienced in the classroom. And and you're right, you have to. Um, it's uh, you have to just incorporate those things into your life, no matter what field I think you're in. It's it goes across
0: everything. Yeah. Um, you, you cannot outrun burnout. You cannot outrun it. No. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, I want to say hey to Charlene. I hope I'm saying your name correctly. Welcome to the room. I have pasted um, the burned out or burned in teacher um, website up there. That was what I was mentioning before. And Amber's just so fantastic in the work she does. She was out of the classroom for a while teaching teachers. And then she went back in teaching some kinders. And it's the cutest thing. But she is really not only has she built a roadmap for helping teachers through burnout, but she has Learn to, to practice what she preaches, and she's feeling a lot of the stress right now, and, and incorporating that. So feel free to share some of those strategies, or her podcast, or her blogs with your teachers. That would be kind of a fun, uh, unique way. Of, instead of a book study, maybe you guys do a podcast study or a blog study or something um, around the topics of burnout. Like if we're gonna keep talking about it, we might as well <laughs> name the thing and and do the thing and all of that. So you know, she's a resource to you whether you really go in the process or not and just accept some of her free resources and find her on social heather i know you know her too so she's a great resource. she's so great the stuff that she posts is so great
1: yeah it's it's basically a framework and to understand you know better just like you said the different phases of burnout and um and also like i mentioned just like having a language to talk about it i think you know when teachers are able to put themselves on a trajectory or kind of like on a wheel of progression then they kind of start to unpack um, and think of objectively what's going on with them. And that's really um, useful as they as they determine how to tackle their feelings and, and move forward.
0: Yeah, I think, like I told you at the beginning of our chat tonight, I thought you were either burned out or you weren't. I didn't realize there was all these layers and that you could be somewhere on the spectrum. And I think when teachers know, oh, I'm moving forward, I might still be in burnout, but I'm making progress towards being burned in, which is what Amber says, um, then that is motivating to make you keep coming to work and keep trying and keep trying to figure it out. So it's not the, there's no hope kind of thing. Um, Heather, what else did you want to mention about this topic tonight? Um,
1: let's see, what else did I want to mention? Just really encouraging our teachers to think about those little strategies that will help them, um, that will help them kind of move forward and kind of reframe their day. I have these three questions I wanted to share that have been really helpful for me. Do you mind if I share them, Gretchen? Yes, absolutely. Go for it. So the first question is, um, and this is what I've been working with when I talk when I talk to my student teachers and also um, my teacher colleagues and in my leadership positions. The first question is, what can I look forward to today? So what can I look forward to? What's going to bring me joy? What, do I, what kind of hope do I still have um, and still find within my work? And maybe that's something very small, like a smile on a student's face, um, You know, the progress that you are seeing with your students in terms of their emotional and social well-being, um, those small academic gains. Um, so things that bring you joy. The second question is, what has the potential to stress or worry me today, and how will I choose to respond to it? So that idea of prepping yourself for Um, the triggers or perhaps being triggered in your day. So what might happen today that I can prepare myself for that I'm pretty sure is going to happen and how am I going to respond to it? How can I respond to it in a positive way? Um, So it doesn't feel like you're being blindsided or that something is happening to you that you're taking control of the situation. You are um, deciding to be proactive instead of reactive. And the last question is how do I want to feel at the end of the day and what do I need to do or not to do to make that a reality? So how do I want to feel when I leave my school? How do I want to feel? Um, Do I want to feel exhausted and just like totally overwhelmed? Or do I want to feel like I'm a little bit energized, like I've accomplished something and I'm ready to move into like my home life. Um, And if that's the way you want to feel, what do you need to do throughout your day in order to be at that space and in that, in that um, mindset when you leave? So you need to do some breathing activities. Do you need to do five minutes of, um, you know, um, Just relaxation, you know, looking at social media, perhaps during your lunchtime, Um, but just being a little bit more proactive, like you talked about, Gretchen, doing a little bit of work and thinking, okay, I'm going to take control of what's happening here. I know how I want to feel at the end of the day, and these are the things I'm going to do throughout my my workday to get me to that point.
0: I love your questions, Heather. So yeah, finding joy, like just being able to even say if someone were to say, how can what let's do a pick me up? What would that look like for you? And like, if you don't know, you Don't know what would make you happy. We got to start somewhere, um, prepping for those triggers and then, in you know, vision the end result of what it could look like when your day just goes great and you're really happy. That gives teachers a sense of control, which is what makes us all feel yeah. happy because sometimes we feel like we're spinning out of control, all these things are happening yeah. to us, we can't do anything. Yeah. But that prep for triggers is huge because that means you know it, there's a potential it could happen. You're not putting your head in the sand. You're saying there, there's an obstacle and it's gonna come today, but I already know I've got an arsenal of strategies when it comes, I'm ready versus being blindsided and not you know, knowing what to do. So uh, yeah. I wanna just give you all the props for those three questions. So thank you for sharing that as well. And um, I brought up Charlene, uh, tell me if I'm saying your name correctly, go ahead and either ask your question or share.
2: All right, so uh, thank you so much. My name is Charlene, and um, I found your uh, room just by uh, going into Clubhouse and typing in teacher, and um, as a former teacher, I remember that Sundays were just absolutely terrible. Um, like, I would just get, like, the Sunday scaries like crazy, and um, and actually, I, would, I, would, I think I'd start getting the Sunday scaries, like, Saturdays at 1 p.m., um, so so I really do like those, um, those strategies and those questions. Um, and something really resonated with me before when you were talking about how, uh, you know, like the grass is always greener. And now that I've been in so many different teaching jobs, and even jobs outside of teaching, it's like, yeah, the grass is greener temporarily, but there's so much that we could learn from like kind of learning to love the teaching job again, that when if and when we transition out of it, then we're that much more prepared to live a more fulfilling and intentional life. So I really like the questions that you asked also because um, I have a feeling that a lot of teachers are very type A and want to be in control. So as much as we can control, um, I think that's really empowering. Um, And especially even just like preparing for those setbacks and those interactions and maybe even protecting yourself and not going into the faculty room when you know it's going to be really negative. And those are such powerful strategies because it's not just, um, you know, like toxic positivity and gaslighting and being like, oh, well, just think positively. Uh, Yeah, you know, how are we going to do that when there's a pandemic and there's like, you know, um, inconsistent mask mandates and stuff like that so really just preparing and being intentional and you know how do I want to feel when I go home and how do I want to spend my time and protect my energy so um, really thank you so much for doing this work and I can't wait to share it with um, my friends whether they're still in the classroom or looking to get out
0: oh I'm so glad Charlene That's, i love to hear Uh, your perspective on things and i I agree that i really loved heather's questions and to your point charlene we have more control than we realize or we give ourselves credit for sometimes we will propose a solution like you mentioned don't go to the staff lounge today right um and that makes may feel belittling like really and that's going to suddenly i'm not in burnout anymore it's like hold on this is going to be a while of us doing smaller strategies that build momentum until we start to feel the relief it's not going to be instant but it also doesn't have to be some big monumental thing because sometimes folks feel like i can't take a week break like i just can't do it and they think that's the the only thing they can do to find relief and there's small things you can do throughout your day to bring yourself joy to give yourself room to just deal with the frustration or the anxiety or the overwhelm or to have control. Um, so I thought that that was a good point that you had made. Heather, anything else from you?
1: No, I just liked your point on um, about it's gonna take, it's not gonna change from one day to the next. Like if you just stop, you know, stop going to the staff lounge and all of a sudden, you know, your 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 professional life is gonna totally improve. It It really does take time and you have to be patient. And it's those small increments of um a positive um positive value that you're able to attribute to your job that you really have to pay attention to it's not going to be you know like your first year teaching that you like you had mentioned where you come in and you're like you know just super related to be at work it's not going to be like that it's going to be small increments over time that bring you back to the space that that you need to be in order to be productive happy efficient effective in your position which is where we all want you to be anyway um, but it takes time. It takes time and, and that energy. Yeah. And you have, to be, you have to be
0: willing to do it. Yes. Yes. You got to be willing to do the work. That's right. There have been a lot of strategies we have shared tonight, Heather. So if you were to give these teacher leaders some direction, um, either to try this week with your teachers or when January rolls around and we're back in the new year, what would be a great starting point to help better support teachers in burnout or going into burnout? Um,
1: I loved how we started the conversation in terms of just creating an environment where it's okay to talk about these things and um a safe place for your teachers to land to kind of um talk to their colleagues and also admin about some of the issues that they're dealing with in the classroom and um begin to think about strategies themselves. I think we if we allowed them time to talk about these things, I think they would they, they might even have things that they're already doing. Um themselves and they, and they could help each other, you know, draw the strategies that we're able to provide. But also, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they had things that they were doing themselves that brought them joy and were able to, to help them get through the day. So.
0: Yep, I, think- I agree. And besides just creating the environment, start knowing who's where. Right. Decide yes, who yes, are your exactly. your hot button teachers that are yes. close to burnout or are in burnout. Like get yourself a little chart and start placing your no, teachers exactly. where they are yes. <laughs> and getting your game plan ready. So I think for me, that's what over the holiday break, I would really be creating my game plan of of who is where. And and we've talked about the spectrum now of, of burnout not being just one and done. There are many phases. So deciding who is where and then what is my first step and obviously creating that environment during that time. is I think that's my number one. So feel free um, to try a different strategy wherever you are in your leadership and wherever your teachers are. But the point is we are getting the conversation started on the leadership aspect of things because we know that we can help teachers navigate this when we are true partners. And there are things that we can do to, to support them like all this that we've mentioned. And speaking of that, this replay will be available. I'll put it on the podcast at some point as a bonus episode so you can catch up those of you in the room might have missed the beginning um, and been in and out so that's just my way to make sure that we share all these goodies with you because heather you have rocked it tonight with your different points that you've shared and your questions you've shared and um, i really want to also let everyone know about amber and and her support specifically with burned out um, teachers so where can we find you heather and how can we continue working with you Um, well, I'm pretty, um, active
1: on social media, Dr. Heather, Michelle underscore coaches. Um, please find me there. Come say hi, ask me a question and and start the conversation.
0: (laughs) I love it. And thank you. This is her first clubhouse room and hosting. So we're all giving you virtual cheers. We're proud of you. We're thankful (laughs) for you. You did great. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And, um, we are going to be here every Sunday night. We're going to take a break for these, uh, Two weeks though coming up, so be with your family, have fun with all the holiday festivities. But we are here Sundays at eight with different leadership topics. So feel free to pop back in or catch the replay on the Empowering Educators podcast. Heather, thank you so much for being my co-mod today. Wishing you guys a happy holiday. Please stay safe and healthy and go be great. Thank you, Gretchen, I really enjoyed it. see you. All right, Elite Educators, I hope you found value in that Clubhouse chat. All resources mentioned will be in the show notes. Just visit www.alwaysalesson.com. Click on podcast and find this bonus episode. Wishing you an empowered school year. Go be great.